there was another podcast that I started called Comebacker, which was for adult baseball. It was just kind of like a hobby. Uh, that was my first, you know, dipping my toe into the podcast waters and just loved it. And people and people loved it. I mean, it was a very specific niche audience, like adult baseball players, which many people don't realize, like there's actually adult baseball, not softball, like hard pitch. There's like thousands and thousands of um, men and women that, that continue to play baseball. So um, it really took off. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast. Remember, though, none of what we say can help you if you don't take action. So let's make it easy. If you're new to the show, go to nextupnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextupnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, host of Next Up Nation, where we help podcasters and YouTubers with vision become preeminent thought leaders in their industries. You are about to have the incredible opportunity to listen as we dig into the why, who, and what of a podcaster show. Then at the end, we're going to identify one powerful how, one action that he can take for results in the next 30 days. Let's welcome Jason Yormark, host of Socialistic Social Media Agency Stories. Jason, welcome. Great. Thank you for having me on the show. You are welcome. Thanks for coming. For sure. Well, Jason, ho uh, he hosts Socialistic Social Media Agency Stories. It's released 30 episodes from July 2020 until the day of this recording, which is May 18th, 2021. Uh, Jason's the founder of a leading B2B social media agency with the same name as his podcast, Socialistics. It's based in Seattle. They help, but it's it's digital. So, you know, as always, we can, you know, he can help across the country, but uh, they help businesses turn their social media efforts into measurable results. He's got a 20 plus year marketing, or he is a 20 plus year marketing veteran whose prior work has included launching and managing social media efforts for Microsoft advertising, the Air Force and Habitat for Humanity, among other very impressive organizations. Jason has been recognized as a top B2B social media influencers and thought leader on multiple lists and publications, including ranking number three on Forbes in 2020. And he's released his first book. So Jason, you're a rock star. Let's just get that out there right now. I'm really excited Thanks. to have you here. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we interview people from different uh, spaces when it comes to podcasting. Sometimes I come and I'm able to interview somebody who, number one, has a blog post. That's always like a party at my house where it's like, oh, you have a blog. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We could skip that one. That's always my number one thing. Have <laughs> you have you found your blog to be helpful in promoting your show? Uh, for, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, our, the blog and our socialistics website has been kind of a, uh, a cornerstone uh, tool for us uh, in terms of growing our agency. We've kind of committed to putting something out pretty much every week, um, regardless of whether it's a kind of a podcast episode post. So, you know, a lot of our reach or our, our organic reach is, is due to what we've been putting out on the blog regularly. So, you know, certainly we, um, we, we post every, we, we create a blog post for every podcast episode that includes, you know, an embed of the podcast episode itself links to all of the different channels that you can listen to it on. Um, you know, a, um, 
a uh, I'm having a brain fart here. The uh, a recap, a written, um, like show uh, notes. Yeah, show notes and um, a uh, just the whole episode kind of written out uh, on there. And then we're we just started to do video. Like I just um, I switched over to a new platform and um, now we're testing putting it out on video because it's just another. It's a, you know it's more work, but uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be being received really well. So I'm I'm hoping that you know, we kind of stick to putting it out in all those different ways, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we definitely get a decent amount of traffic there. So it makes a lot of sense to make sure that our podcast is highlighted there. I love it. That's so great. Yeah. Well, let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about the why, why did you start your show? I mean, I know mm-hmm. beforehand I asked you a little bit about what is the one thing that you want out of your show. And that was, you said you wanted to help others find courage, strength, and confidence to start and run their own businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your vision? Like, what did you see? Why did you start it in the first place? You know, I, and we talked a little about this before we started recording. I, there's another podcast that I started called Comebacker, which was for adult baseball. And it was just kind of like a hobby. Uh, that was my first, you know, dipping my toe into the podcast waters and just loved it. And people, and people loved it. I mean, it was a very specific niche audience, like adult baseball players, which many people don't realize, like there's actually adult baseball, not softball, like hard pitch. There's like thousands and thousands of um, men and women that, that continue to play baseball. So um, it really took off. And from there, I just realized I knew that I wanted to do one for my agency. Um, I'm in a mastermind group and th- th- there's constant advice. Like you should do a podcast. It's a great way to, to create leads and build influence. And, but I just, I couldn't th- like, what am I going to talk about? You know, I never want to do something if I'm not going to stick to it. And uh, eventually I was just like, you know what? I, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And, you know, really the vision was, I was, I was trying to figure out like, who's this going to be for? Like, and I really came at it authentically. I, I didn't really think that this is going to drive a ton of leads for our agency. I didn't think of it that way. It was really more of, I want to, I want to help other people. You know, I want to create value. And I learned so much in starting my agency and where we have gotten to and so many things that I would have done differently. And I'm just like, man, I, I want to talk about the things that have helped us be successful, the things that haven't gone well and we've learned from. And I want to share those insights to anybody that's even thinking about, um, you know, starting their own agency or their own business. And there's just so much freedom and happiness in my life now, now that I'm kind of on my own, doing my own thing and controlling my own fate, that uh, I feel the most compelling driving thing for me is I just want to help other people take that leap and and know that there's there's a path for that for every for anybody that's willing to put in the work. Um, you know, if I can help people do that, that's the kind of thing that I get excited about. So that's, that's really the driving force for me in terms of what we do with the show and, uh, and my hope in terms of what I get out of it. And look, if we get any business from it, that's just an added benefit. It's not really my, my number one goal. It's really just to, to help others and be entertaining and, um, and informative and, and hope that people get something out of it. Well, you definitely know your stuff and I know your guests that you bring on. I, I was listening to a couple of the episodes beforehand mm-hmm. and uh, looking through the the directory to see the past episodes. So you definitely know your stuff. You have really great guests. Um, so do you want now this is I've been on a lot of shows. I've had a lot of shows. My whole goal, like you're a rock star. And but I'm also like it just gives me a lot of questions. So do you mind if sure. I just kind of okay. yeah? Because sure. my first thought is, and I'm just gonna like be real, um, yeah. is that 
you know, it's so great to want to help people. And I, like, for me, that's my number one thing too. Like, I love it. It feels good. You know, you're on there, but you know, you interview pros and then I'm like, are your, are, is your target audience different than your guests that you bring on? Um, I, I would say similar. I mean, I, so I've, I've had a mix of guests, you know, it's been interesting because, um, obviously, you know, finding really great people to interview is, can be a challenge. Um, you know, I put myself out there in terms of the different directories to kind of get some sort of inflow of folks. And I've learned a lot in terms of how to vet people out. You know, I'm, I'm trying to bring on, um, you know, a mix of different perspectives, usually, you know, agency owners, people that have been successful, um, and have something to share, uh, to aspiring or maybe, uh, early stage agency owners, you know, providing some level of insight around different facets of things that can help you be a successful agency owner. And then I've also interviewed, um, you know, high level folks at like technology platforms that we've either used or really, um, uh, think highly of, uh, to kind of um, give a little insight in how to, those sorts of tools can can help agency owners as well. Um, and then kind of mixing in, you know, it's just some, you know, uh, just not having guests, like, like I'll bring somebody from my team on, or I'll, I'll just talk, you know, and just talk about what's going on with the agency. So I try to create a mix of different things that ultimately at the end of the day, provide value. I just don't want to get on a microphone and just kind of <laughs> geek out about it. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I gotta feel like what, what, what's, what purpose does this serve? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And let me just, the, I asked you that to lead to really what my, my core question is. Sure. And that is, um, you know, you said it at the beginning, podcasting is hard. Like there's a lot to it. And then mm-hmm. when we're really getting out there and promoting it, um, you're in social media marketing. So, you know, like it takes mm-hmm. a lot of effort to yeah. do it effectively. Um, and when we're talking about a sustainable podcast, usually when I talk to podcasters and their number one outcome that they're looking for is to help people. Number one, if you can't measure it, it makes it mm-hmm. hard to be sustainable. That's why I was like, you know, maybe if you interview people on your show. So my question is actually two part. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is how do you know, like, what's the juice that you get back? Mm -hmm. And number two, is there another outcome that's helping you? Like, are you able to monetize it? Because Mm. I've also found that if, if it's just an altruistic purpose, then it it's hard to sustain the effort, the money, the time. For sure. So those are great questions. Um, So the first, um, the uh, you know, what, what was the first part of the question again? I was it was, um, how do you know that you're helping people? Like oh, okay. I'm, you're putting all yeah. that out there and it's like, gotcha. how do you like what's coming back? <laughs> um, I think it's two things. I mean, seeing the listenership go up, I think is, is one sign of doing something right. Um, I think the second is just uh, it, the, the, the occasional feedback that I get either through email or conversations. So, Hey, you know, I listened to this episode that was really great. So I think it's a combination of, of those two things that I'm, I'm seeing. Um, I also use it as it's been a great, and then to this, to the second part of your, like, what do I get out of it? Like monetization to me seems like crazy. Like I just, I don't feel like our show has reached a threshold where anybody would pay us anything to do that. And, and even if we reached a point where that was the case, I wouldn't want to do anything that wasn't authentic. I don't want to take money just to take it. It would have to be something that I've used or I've had history with and really believe in. Um, so that's not really, you know, that's not 
something that I'm even pursuing or even overly concerned about. I think for me, the juice is a couple of things. One, in, in my sales conversations and um, business development conversations with our agency, it's a great tool to reference. So a lot of times I'll be you know, doing a pitch or we'll be talking and uh, having a phone conversation or a Zoom call and something will trigger where that we're talking about. And then I'll be like, oh, you know what? We've got the, we've got a, we have a podcast and I, I have a great episode I think you should listen to that really kind of dives deep into this. And then they're typically they're the response, you have a podcast? Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people that don't know that much about podcasts, they think of it as like television shows. Like mm-hmm. what? Like you have a wow. podcast? Yeah. Like they think you're like, like celebrity level and the barrier <laughs> to entry is so significant. Like how could you have a, like, so it's, it's, there's a, there's a sense of um, just awe. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's a great sales tool to be able to leverage in that way. Um, so that's, that's a big benefit. Um, certainly it just having one and, and having that content out there increases our, our visibility as a brand, mm-hmm. as an agency, it's a differentiator. Um, you know, one of the areas that I'm told time and time again, that it can be that I haven't quite figured out yet is that it's a great opportunity to have potential clients, you know, come on, and interview them in hopes that that kind of turns into then maybe a working relationship. And I haven't navigated that one yet, um, quite yet. Um, so that, but that's a possibility, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm still in the ramp up period, you know, we're only about, you know, 30 episodes in, I'm still trying to figure out a rhythm. You know, we publish every other week, um, because I just feel like I don't, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on every week. Um, because right now I feel like, every other week is manageable. I feel like the episodes have weight to them and value. And I don't want to water it down by flipping the switch and going weekly until I feel like I'm ready for that. And um, so I'm still figuring things out. I don't know everything. You know, I think I'm just (laughs) trying to do the best that I can and slowly kind of add layers of things to it. Like we were talking like we just started, you know, we flipped the switch on video. Now Mm. I'm going to publish them on YouTube and see how that goes. So um, so for me, the value is really just uh, how it, it, it complements our agency. And um, it's part of it too, is it's therapeutic, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, I'll be thinking about something and especially in the world that we live in, like I don't really have too many people to talk to, or I, I don't have a lot of social <laughs> interaction. So to be able to get in front of a microphone and just kind of talk through our challenges, it feels good, mm-hmm. uh, especially if I feel like I can take that narrative and weave it into some sort of learning for somebody to take away from. So for me, that's it's therapeutic. It's it complements our agency. Um, so the, the, to me, that that's the juice. That's mm-hmm. that's why why I do what I do with it. And I'm sure that'll change over time potentially. Yeah. Well, and you've said that so well. I mean, I think a lot of times people, especially now that podcasting is so popular and has mm-hmm. absolutely exploded. Uh, you know, a lot of times people are like, I love podcast. I mean, I've always said it like, I love podcasting. If this is all I did, this would be a dream life. But yeah. I think you put it very well, what that means, you know, how therapeutic it is to come on. You get to surround yourself with the kind of people you want to be surrounded with yeah. and things like that. So there's a lot to it. Another thing that I just, I'm, I just love hearing your answers to these things. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. Awesome. I, I love that you're sharing answers to questions with people. We do that. It's so effective, not only again, back to that credibility point, but with referrals being such an important part of spreading the word about your show, Mm -hmm. it gives other people ways to share that with their friends. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's just really, really powerful. 
Yeah. One other thing you mentioned was the monetization. And, and I always like, I, I get excited about monetization. Now, when we prepare for these hot seats, mm-hmm. you get the option of like, are we going to focus on, mo- you know, monetizing it? What I used to call profits. Now I call proceeds because mm-hmm. they don't always go back yeah. in. Um, because that's a lot of times not the biggest benefit people are looking for from their show, but, um, or if we're going to look at becoming preeminence, right. So being more well-known and building your credibility. And so we're really going to focus on preeminence, but I do want to say, I always end up talking about monetization just because I feel like it's such a, it it keeps it sustainable so that you can love it and still Mm -hmm. not hate it. (laughs) um, And I, and I love what you were saying about monetization. I, I think we're exactly on the same page. I never feel like monetization should hurt the content, like mm-hmm. content comes first. Um, so I just love it. So I just, yeah. sorry, I just had to sit in that whole huh, thing about what it. you're answering for a minute. But um, so have you identified your ideal audience? Like, do you know who it is that number one, you want to be listening, but number two, who tend to enjoy your show the most? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm going to be fully transparent. I really have no idea. Um, I feel like, and, and look, this is just, again, me, you know, being in the early stages of things, I feel like podcast um, analytics is not the best uh, in terms of what's available to you. And I think I'm still trying to explore that. Um, I mean, I have a a sense of, of, of what I think the audience is, but I don't have any definitive proof. And I, obviously that to me is somewhat of a red flag. I think it's important to know who's listening to your show. So I probably have to come up with some more creative ways to kind of figure that out. Um, again, I, I haven't prioritized that cause I feel like I'm still like focused on getting the process nailed and just being consistent and putting out great content. And, you know, it, look, it's just one of many things that I, that I do. And right now I still feel motivated and in a learning phase. So it, it hasn't been like a huge priority for me to like, how can I figure out exactly who my audience is? I mean, I think that's coming. I think that I'm starting to reach listenership levels that warrant maybe taking a harder look at that. I mean, the sense I get is that it's a mix of agency owners, aspiring agency owners, and um, really just um, my maybe my immediate network, people that are in marketing or have worked with me or alongside me and just, you know, find value in the show. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Um, But no, I honestly, I don't definitively know. I have Mm -hmm. to figure out how to do that. Well, and that's super common. And it's so funny because I do talk to marketers as well in mm-hmm. that podcast. And so we all speak kind of the same language about like, hey, who's your target audience? And yeah. what problem are you solving for them? And things like that. And yep. with podcasting, I always say po- uh, busy people make the best podcasters. Yep. Uh, and then when you look at like, you're successful, you've done so many things. So you probably know this better than anyone. But when you're starting to do a project like this, you're just kind of going, I mean, I've done a podcast before. I know it works, but Mm -hmm. I just want to see, is it worth the effort? And then putting money behind what works. And so it seems like, I think between 20 and 50 episodes is like the sweet spot where you've done enough, where you're kind of going, okay, this is working. (laughs) You know what? Mm -hmm. Or it's like, I, this is it. Like usually by 12 to 20 people are out if they're going to be out. So Um, so I think it's a great time right now. Um, so if, you know, if you were to assume that you're, you know, I listened to some of your 
uh, some of a few of your episodes, quite a bit of one, mm-hmm. and it does seem like it's geared towards agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that people can get out of it if they're yeah. not running an agency, but it seemed like, um, you know, I happened to listen to the automation one. So I'm like, yes, I love automation. Lay it on me. What do you got? You know? Um, so if you were to say yes, uh, it's agency owners, like, Mm -hmm. or if it's not, can you envision like, what problem are you solving for them? Like if they listen to your show for a given amount of time, is there something that you can see them emerging and being able to do maybe that they weren't or be inspired in a way that they weren't? Yeah, I mean, I'm just always trying to help other agency owners, regardless of where they are at in their journey, to um, learn from what I've learned and, and maybe avoid some of the mistakes or pitfalls that I've made. You know, be more efficient, get there, get to a level of success more quickly. Um, so that's always my goal. Like I, 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 like I had mentioned earlier, I'm I'm part of like an agency mastermind group run by Jason Swank, and um, you know, it's like 60, 70 agency owners, and I get a lot of my episode ideas can come from my interactions in that place. Cause it, what, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever, I never wanted to join something like that until I felt like I had value to give and not just take and having been exposed in that environment and seeing the questions that are asked and some of the challenges that they face, it helps kind of fuel. Oh, I I've learned, you know, that's, that'd be a great thing to talk about. So that helps me kind of navigate good topics and, and things to kind of talk about. So uh, it's kind of an, an idea house for me, but, um, but yeah, it, it really just comes down to, Hey, this is a thing that we've learned from and has helped us be really successful. I want to talk about this or bring somebody on that can, um, you know, reinforce this and, and really, you know, I really try to, you know, I keep my episodes at about, I try to come in at around 20, 25 minutes, kind of focus on a singular thing. Um, so that folks can kind of, kind of get that one takeaway. So we're not kind of rambling off and talking about a lot of different things. And, um, that's always my guiding light is like, you know, you know, figure out, you know, and sometimes I don't know, like I'll bring a guest on and I kind of have an idea of what their thing is. You know, you can kind of look at their stuff and you look at their website and like, okay, so I kind of get a sense of who they are and then they come on and then we talk a little bit and then I zero in on it. And I'm like, oh, this is their thing. Like, this is their superpower. That's what I want to talk about. And rather than try to force kind of a topic, like I, I kind of, I want to figure out what that one thing is and, and pull that out of them. And, um, you know, everybody's got one or two of those. So it's really just about making sure that that's the thing that we uh, focus on. And, and that's the takeaway. I love that. That's a sign of a great host. So good job, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> that's I try. great. I try. That's fantastic. How do you, and we, you mentioned earlier, the same thing that I talk about all the time, which is, you know, the analytics for podcasting Mm -hmm. is it's all over the place at best (laughs) and unreliable, but we still have to have some kind of gauge Mm -hmm. somehow. How do you measure whether or not your audience is expanding or responding? Yeah, I just, it's a combination of things, you know, um, we use Buzzsprout to host our show. So, you know, there's some analytics in there. I I use the, the native platforms, you know, Apple or, you know, look, Six, I think 60% of our listenership is Apple. So, you know, I pay attention a lot to what's the, what they show. So it's, it, they're, they're, I have yet to come across a tool that's kind of just all in one, like giving you everything that you need. And I, I think a lot of that, and I'm not a technical person by any means, but I think a lot of that just has to do with the, you know, the apples and the Spotify's of the world in terms of their APIs or what they, I mean, they just don't allow for a lot of visibility into things. So you know, any third party things are really uh, at the mercy of what those platforms allow to show. 
Um, so I think I just look across a couple different things just to kind of see, but uh, it's hard. I mean, I just, I, I think for me, it's, it's less about right now, like looking at the number of downloads or people that are listening to a show and more so about the growth, mm-hmm. right? Cause you know, the numbers, who knows how, you know, accurate the numbers may be like somebody listened to this. I mean, did they listen to the whole thing? Was it 10 seconds? You know, it's kind of hard to navigate that. But if I start to see incremental growth in terms of the total number of people that are listening to shows over time, that at least tells me that something's working. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know, what I, whatever I'm doing is providing value. People are finding interest in it. So as long as I see that growth, to me, that's a signal of I'm head, I'm, I'm doing good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to, I, I've, I've got to, invest more time in figuring out probably an eventual more locked up kind of uh, strategy to measure more accurately, like what we're doing. But, you know, I don't, it hasn't been like a huge compelling need for me right now because I feel like um, I'm not there yet. Like Mm -hmm. maybe once, you know, we hit a certain level of listenership and maybe we start doing it every week, but um you know, it's a complimentary thing that we do. And I just, mm-hmm. from the outside looking in and what I can see, all signs are pointing in the right direction. And like, this is a good use of my time and I'm going to okay. continue to get better at it. And over time, you know, I'll figure out some of these things that make it, you know, better. So ultimately you're looking at the trend. I think that's great. You, yeah. Such a, again, such a great answer. Um, and even, especially in the industry that you're in, you want more numbers really before you can make big decisions based yeah. on what you're seeing probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just progress, not perfection. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just think when you take the right approach to something and you're doing it authentically and to help other people, as long as you're, you know, as long as you're kind of good at, at it, you know, I think, you know, I trust me, I've had guests on and um, that some are better than others. Um, so as long as, you know, you got a good heart, you've got the right, uh, there's authenticity behind what you're doing and you're committed to getting better. Like you're going to, you're going to be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you yeah. know, look, if, if this were like, I want to start a podcast to make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on my pot, like I, it'd be a completely different approach, but that's yeah. not my goal. So I think usually I have not the best podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, for me, because of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, my runway is a lot larger. So mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush to like figure everything out as fast as I can. It's just like, do the best that I can. And, yeah. More um, organic and, yeah. you know, and, and ultimately, you know, I ask all these questions. I just like to get a big picture sure. of yeah. what you're doing. And I think a lot of podcasters, these are the questions that I get all the time too. So I feel like we're all grappling with the same things and nobody has a real yeah. definitive answer. So I love hearing this kind of feedback because it just, again, solidifies that whole idea that, you know, I I just think you put it really well, but also I, like I always say, relationships are the number one outcome Mm -hmm. of podcasting. And that's at the end of the day, if that's, if people who feel the same way, I think this is going to resonate a lot because uh, ultimately that also makes a great show. So the outcome becomes more people are it may, you know, it brings in the right kind of people. So yeah, I've met some incredible pe- people that I've uh, I've interviewed that I've done business with because of the fact that they were on the show. Um, so making all these connections has been great. That's certainly another added benefit is that um, a good number of people that I've spoken to have opened up doors in a variety of different ways, personally and professionally. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about your guests and how you found them. It sounds like you do some uh, maybe 
outreach just to say, Hey, you want to mm-hmm. be on my show? Have you ever pushed your comfort zone when inviting a guest on your show? Like, was there someone like, I really want that person. And so you reached out and had them on. I ha- you know what? I, ha- I haven't done that. I need to do that. I think the extent of what I've done is just kind of, there's a couple different tools like matchmaker.fm mm-hmm. uh, podcast guests.com, I think is one. So I've just kind of found all of these kind of directories and put myself on there and um, I was sponsored, like I, um, I was featured in an email, I got a bunch of people that signed up that wanted to be on the podcast. So I've had no shortage of, of, of people so far, uh, because it's an other, every other week podcast, it makes it really easy to, um, kind of fill your pipeline. Um, now if I decide to go weekly, that that'll change things up pretty dramatically. Um, but no, I, you know, that's something that I need to do. I need to kind of make a wish list of like, I would love to have, these five to 10 people on my show. And I, I think for me, it's like, I need to get my show to a certain threshold before I feel like I'm ready for them. Like I want to provide, I, I always want to provide value, right? If I'm going to have a guest that I really want to talk to or meet or have a conversation with, I want to feel like I at least have an audience for them. So I've kind of been waiting to kind of reach a certain threshold before I feel like I'm worthy of those conversations. And look, look, that that's, that's self-inflicted. Like I know that there's plenty of people that would love to be on the show that would be on that list of mine, but I need to feel like, you know, I've got that they're, they're going to get something out of it too. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just been like waiting till I hit a certain threshold. I, I'm probably, I'm probably there. So it's, it's a great question. Cause it just kind of triggered, you know what, that's a thing I need to do. So I'll yeah. Think about who'd be on that list. I would, I would definitely challenge you to push into that. And the other thing too, is remember that podcasting is especially how you're doing it. It's evergreen. So, yeah. yep. uh, you know, I still, that my first podcast was back in 2017 and I just did it. Cause I love, I feel like it is your story. Like I, yeah. I just love podcasting. I wanted to get to know people more people in my community, more yeah. people in the, you know, specifically marketing community. I've been marketing forever, but hadn't really said, Oh, I'm a marketer, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I've a, been building a, websites, yeah. but that's a great point too. Like I, I, um, I've had, I, I, it's crazy to me when I look back and I get to see the number, like the people still download or listen to mm-hmm. like shows from a year. I'm like, that's right. You know, you know, you do these things and if they like what they hear, people are going to go back and listen to shows that resonate with them or of need to them in the past. And, um, so it's totally true. That's why that's just another reason why this is such a great medium to kind of be invested in because all that time and effort that you put into most of the work that you do can provide value for, for years to come. Well, and ultimately the value that you bring to that guest is if you have the chops to be a good host, which obviously you do, you're an extremely good host and you ask great questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a great energy at the end of the day. If that episode is great, you can repurpose that mm-hmm. till the end of time. And number one, just with what you're, you know, as your show picks up traction, bring that episode back to life, you know, remix it. I mean, t- Tony Robbins, Gary mm-hmm. Vee, like they all do that. And then um, even from there in the beginning, that search, especially because you optimize through your blog post and all that, um, you're going to, your show will pick up a lot of attention just by having somebody like that on your show. So yeah, you're taking, however, you did a good episode yeah. Therefore you are giving. So I just, that's, that's my little spiel on that. So I dig it. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Um, I have coaches too, so I know what they would tell me if they, if, if they, if I told them what you just told me, you know, and I've actually been in, in Jason Swink's group. So, oh really? so I know he would, he would give you pushback on that. Yeah, no, for (laughs) sure. I'm confident. Okay. Okay. So 
back to it. Um, I, I just love that whole topic too. And, sure. um, so let's see. Okay. So that was my last thing. We just talked about the, the why, like, why mm -hmm. do you do your show? We talked about who, who's your audience. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't often talk about the guests, but I just think that you're such a good marketer and such a good host that I wanted to at least touch on that. Sure. Um, so let's talk about the, what, uh, what's working for you already. What do you see as getting you what would be like one or two things that's getting you the most traction when it comes to growing your audience? Mm. Um, you know, I've, it's been interesting when I first started, I would take anybody on the show that expressed interest. And I learned the hard way that not everybody's an ideal guest. I mean, they, you know, um, they, that doesn't mean that they're, they're bad people or that they're not good at what they do, but just some people aren't the best in front of a camera or in front of a microphone and it could be a struggle to kind of have a conversation that I feel is worthy of putting out there. Um, so I've gotten much better at um, the process of having people on the show. So on our agency website, I created a really nice um, form, like an, uh, an input form for folks like that express interest. Hey, I'd love to be on your show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. Hey, go fill out this form. And they provide all of this information and it includes you know, their, their history, their background shows that they've been on. So I, you know, I, I listen, you know, I make sure that I, I, um, I read, I, I listen to what they've done and, and make sure that they, they would be a, a good guest before, you know, just scheduling them. So just kind of having a little bit of a higher bar to make sure for the folks that come on, have the chops to do a good job, um, has been a huge, um, uh, help in making our podcast, um, more successful. Um, I think the other piece would be, um, you know, I, I, I try to be creative in the way I title things. Um, you know, being a marketer, you know, I think it's, that's, you know, you grab people. When I think of my own listening behavior for podcasts, the titles seems like such a critical component to how I decide whether I'm inspired to listen to something. So, you know, I'm trying to get better at, you know, making sure titles are, eye-catching and appealing and, you know, draw people in. So I think that that's something that, um, you know, I continue to work on. Um, aside from that, the only other thing I could really think of, it's just consistency. I think that you have to, so, I mean, I, I can't remember, I've seen statistics, like it's, it's crazy how the percent, there's such a high percentage of that podcasts that fall off after like mm -hmm. five episodes or something. It's like, there's only like 20, it's like 20 or 30%. I, I'm just, Three out of five. Yeah. I mean, that just die. Um, yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's, that's consistency, you know, mm -hmm. it's, in, and it's, and it's also making sure that you have, you, you, you got five episodes in the can, mm -hmm. right? Like you're never like scrambling to get an episode out. That does not work. Yeah. Right. You know, with the comeback or episode, uh, podcast I talked about, that's what we did. Like everybody, like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, it doesn't work. Like you got to get ahead of the game, you know, having five to 10 in the can, just gives you some breathing room as a, just as a human being, right? Like yeah. I, like I'm going on this road trip, you know, in a couple of days and I don't even have to, I don't have to think about it. I've got, you know, episodes scheduled. So it's not like I can go and take a break. You know, I don't have to necessarily interview somebody every single week. So it just, it makes it more manageable and digestible to, to be able to facilitate and manage a podcast. If you put a little bit more work in upfront to kind of build that inventory out, so that you have that breathing room to, to really create an environment of quality over quantity where you're not just like trying to pump stuff out just to keep up with, you know, how, how many things you want to put out. So that that's been a huge 
um, help in making sure that I don't feel pressured. It affects the content. Like when I know I have time, I'm like, you know, I don't have something today that I'm really compelled about. So I'll do one tomorrow or next week when I do. And I think it just changes everything when you can kind of get ahead of it like that. I love it. I think that that's really good. You know, cause we always hear consistency is key mm-hmm. and, but having a strategy is the only thing that makes consistency work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you have a team who helps you with the production and all that? So I've gone in and out of that. Um, I, so I, I've always been kind of fascinated. I, I like, I like, like websites. I loved designing websites, you know, as a, in my earlier in my career, I like creating things. Like I'm just, I'm a creator. So I kind of enjoy that part of it. So I, so in the big, like I've wanted to learn how to do it. Cause I feel like before you hand it all, like learning how to do it really helps you understand it better, I think. And it's just a better way to approach anything that you do. Like, you know, even with like my agency, like I did the work when I first started now I'm not doing the work anymore, but the fact that I did it, I can relate mm-hmm. to my team better. I understand. So I think it's important. So I've, I've done a lot of that um, initially. Um, and uh, I'm like a technology, like that, that's my gadgets and technology. I love testing everything. So now I'm using this new platform for, it's called Ecamm Live that I, I'm using oh, now for Oh, I'm recording. so jealous right now. That is so awesome. Do you love it? I, I'm really beginning it? to. So <laughs> okay. I, it's funny. I, I just recorded an episode for that comebacker and I decided what's cool about it is if you can get good at it, you can literally produce it in real time and not have to kind of go into post-production and, and oh, edit wow. things. So I did my first episode yesterday or a couple of days ago trying to do that. And it worked out pretty good. I, I learned a couple of things. So it's super interesting in terms of how you weave in music and sound effects and you can go in and out of cameras. And I'm like, it's so fascinating, but oh, wow. it, it takes a little getting used to. Um, <laughs> so I, I enjoy doing it now. Um, so I guess right now I'm, I'm kind of doing it myself, but I also know that if I'm going to go to like a weekly, like, you know, I'm going to have to hire somebody. Um, and I did, I've tested a couple different outfits. It makes a lot of sense, um, to have somebody, um, kind of do the heavy lifting. So you can just like turn on the microphone, do your interviews, pass that on to somebody, have them produce it, publish it. Um, even sometimes they'll create social media output for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that certainly makes it much more doable, especially for really busy people. So I highly recommend that, um, just depends on the type of person you are, what kind of time mm-hmm. do you have? What are you interested in doing? Like for me, I love kind of getting my hands dirty and playing around with it. So I still kind of do that a little bit, but I also know that's probably not the best use of my time. Um, so I probably need to get out of that again and, and have somebody else do that. So I think it really just comes down to kind of assessing yourself and, and what you're interested in and, and what kind of time you have to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Some people draw, some of us build websites and like, I also love automation. You know, Mm -hmm. if I could put together a really pretty, you know, like a really efficient automation, I'm the same way with both websites and that. So I completely relate, but it kind of goes back to the, you love it until you don't like there needs to come a time where you're like, okay, but knowing how to do it helps you delegate better. It makes you a better delegator for sure. So I I think that that's really helpful. Well, let's, um, let's see here. So one of the things that you mentioned before, beforehand is that the number one thing that you're really considering right now to grow your audience. And you've mentioned it a, a few times is this whole idea of going from uh, week, going from bi- uh, bi-weekly to weekly. Yeah. Um, what do you have like a timeline? Are you like, you're still thinking about it, but I, I want to see like how much, um, you know, is that a priority right now? Cause you brought it up. So I wanted to see yeah. like, is this something you're really eagerly 
approaching and you just need like a push over the cliff or like what, <laughs> where are you at think, on that right now? I think it's a couple of things. One, I want to feel like I've got a locked in process in place. Um, I think that I don't want the quality to dip. Um, I feel like I'd want a mix of like, you know, if I think of a weekly cadence, it would be like interview, non-interview, interview, not kind of going back and forth between that sort of thing, having people lined up. So I think it's a pipeline thing. I think it's part of, part of it is I have to feel like, you know, as an agency owner, they always say, you know, you want to gravitate from working in the business to working on it. I think I'm in that transition. So um, I'm trying to move into more working on the business. And a significant part of that is kind of being the, the, the face and the brand of it. And certainly, you know, podcasting would be uh, a critical component to that. So, you know, my hope is, and I'd like to do that, but at the same time, you know, I want to measure it. Like I'd probably like, okay, well, I'm going to try this for a couple months and let's see how the listenership goes. Right. It does. Does it dip? Um, you know, do people get socialistics fatigue? Like, do they not need to hear from me or my show every single week? Um, I don't know. I think it's worth testing. And if I saw that uh, the same volume of listenership was occurring or or growing or that there were were benefits to doing it every week, then I would certainly feel that that would be the fuel to my fire to keep doing that. But I would definitely approach it like a like a twelve week trial run. Okay, let's let's do this for twelve weeks. Let's see what happens. Let's see how the listenership goes. And if it were to dip or I didn't see any meaningful difference, I'd be like, well, maybe we don't need to do it every week. So I mm-hmm. definitely want to test it. Um, but I don't know. Like I think of my own listening habits. Um, and it, you know, the, the crazy thing about it is that I feel like we haven't even reached a normal threshold yet. Like I think the two areas where people listen to podcasts more than anything in their car, driving to work and working out in gyms. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't even think we're like at f- anywhere near full capacity of those things happening again. So I think that, you know, and again, I think less people will be doing that regardless because more people will be working from home. I think people have set up home gyms. So mm-hmm. unfortunately gyms and I think office spaces are going to change dramatically, but still, I think there's this huge um, potential listenership that is coming uh, once life goes back to normal, where more and more people are con- maybe consuming more. So I, I think for me, the timing is kind of a combination of wanting to test it as well as uh, is there an appetite for that mm-hmm. much content for what we do? I don't know. I think, you know, I'll have to, we'll have to see. Well, and would you have more listeners if it came more often than not? Because I know right. um, I listen to like the longest running a real estate syndication mm-hmm. show ever, you know, and, and I know when he started, he started years and years and years ago and he was doing it weekly and wasn't happy with the rate of growth. Now he didn't see the growth he expected for a year, which mm-hmm. is reasonable, but yeah. he also wanted more sooner. So he went every day and he did. Oh, wow. He's like, it Whew. blew up. So I'm not, do- I'm not doing it every day <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't know how not for that. everybody. And I, what I heard from you just now, it's like, you're looking at the process, you know, nailing down a process, which probably yeah. includes delegating more oh, consistently. Yeah. And sure. then one thing you mentioned was quality. And I, I want to move into the next phase of, of what we're going to talk about. But before I do real quick, uh, does the quality, when you said that quality was a concern, is that directly related to wanting processes in place? Or do you have a different concern when it comes to quality, if you were to increase the frequency? Well, my In my mind, it's like, 
if you go from 26 episodes to 52, um, it's well, okay. What are we going to talk about? Are, are there 52 different themes or topics that are worthy of having a podcast episode around with what we do? You know, I don't want to kind of stray too far from who we are. I don't want to start having general marketing conversations or, or, you know, thematically doing things that don't align to who we truly are. So then that way it could, it could, there's a risk of the quality going down because you're kind of watering down thematically what you're talking about. And I, that, that's just, I mean, I could, that could be fabricating that in my mind. I mean, I'm sure if I sat down and mapped out, you know, 52 themes or I, I could do that probably. Um, but uh, it's really, just, it's, it's a combination of that. And then also to your point, like if I'm going to do every week, I'm not, I'm going to hire a company to produce it and and publish it. I, I can't keep up with that level of output. Um, so that, like that part of the process and then, um, you know, just establishing goals and objectives. Like, what is it that I want to see? If I'm going to do this every week, what's the goal? You know, wh- wh- why are we going to do that? And what do we want to see that's going to, you know, reinforce us wanting to continue to do that? Um, and then also, you know, what kind of people are we going to talk to? How much of my team do I want to pull in to be participate in that? So, you know, I'm a look before you leap kind of guy. I just want to make sure sometimes to a fault, right? Sometimes it's like, again, progress, not perfection, but you know, somewhere in the middle between, you know, knowing what you're walking into and preparing the best that you can, but not so much that it, you know, handicaps you from moving forward and and trying to do some of those things. Okay. And I, and I was just going to like plow right into the next section, but I just sure. have to ask one other question. Yeah. So, so one thing that struck me when I was looking into socialistic, the brand, like what mm-hmm. you offer, the services, I'm assuming, uh, and it seemed that it's really congruent with your show, like the, mm-hmm. the vibe that I got on your website. I wasn't shocked when I listened to your show. It just felt like part yeah. of one in the same. Um, but one of the things that really stands out in your messaging is this idea of, social media marketing that works, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're getting people results. So with that, um, like, um, I wouldn't say that that is my biggest strength. Like I do get results from social media because sure. <laughs> I'm in marketing, but, yeah. but I would say like, you would be the pro that I would send someone to if that's specifically what they wanted along that line. Do you create, um, you know, for the lack of better word, like a, a content calendar or an editorial calendar or some kind of strategy where you know what kind of topics you're going to be talking about. And does that create actual results or like what's your thought on it when it comes to social media? Yeah. I mean, for us, um, you know, we have, we treat ourselves like a client. So um, I think that uh, we, you know, we focus on the core themes that makes, you know, highlighting our work and just putting out educational thought pieces and obviously highlighting, you know, our, our podcasts and things of that nature. So it's, it's relatively easy for us. We, we, we push out enough content where, you know, an editorial calendar is relatively easy for us, you know, mm-hmm. especially when we're just showcasing the work that we're doing internally and for our clients. Um, and now, for your, I, your clients, do you have that same strategy? Yeah, yeah. Like do oh, you, you create a calendar? You Oh yeah. We're okay. a month in advance. We're planning that out their goals and objectives, the resources they have to work with. So we we're always looking that far out in terms of what we're producing, what we're putting out. And then just, you know, being prepared to have some flexibility as things surface in real time and then shifting things in and out accordingly. So, um, so yeah, I think by nature, an effective social media agency always, again, looks before they leap. So I've always been that type of person. So I think naturally what I do in the agency world um, applies to how we treat our podcast too. 
I love it. Well, and I want, you know, that was the assumption I would have made, but I didn't want to go into this next phase assumption. So I love it. I, I just love what you're doing. So before we do though, is there anything else that you want to share with me? Um, before I go into my, like, okay, here's my take on things. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. You know, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, we don't, I, my team, we don't claim to know it all. We haven't figured everything out. I think we're always receptive to feedback and, you know, it's, we have plenty to learn in terms of what we do either, you know, as an agency or as, or with our podcast. So mm-hmm. um, I'm a, I'm a sponge when it comes to, you know, feedback or, or what we could be doing better or trying new things just to kind of continue to learn and do better at everything that we do. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. and I'll have to say too, like, I think it's so brave for podcasters to volunteer to come and do this. I think it mm-hmm. shows a lot of strength. Um, it's really takes a lot of courage to grow. And a lot of times I'm always like, I can't believe Jason, your mark wants my advice on podcasting. <laughs> like after I looked at all your stuff, I thought I am so mm-hmm. excited because again, my job on this show is so much easier when you're doing so many things, right. You know, I'm always having to edit back everything to like, okay, there's a train wreck happening and I have to pick like the one thing to pull off the tracks, you know, and that's totally not the case here. I just think you're doing so many things really well. well. I appreciate all your kind words, but I am very um, (laughs) humble when it comes to my life personally and professionally. So I'm certainly proud of, of what I've accomplished and what my team has accomplished, but uh, um, I never, I, I, I never really think that highly of myself. So it's, it's Aww. really, uh, I really appreciate all the kind words. So th- oh, of <laughs> thank course, you. of course. Okay. Well, and we all want more, right? Like you want more listeners, you want to grow, yeah, of course. you know, so I think sure. it's, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah. so do I have your permission to just kind of share Yeah, go for I'm, it. what I'm seeing, what, what's yeah. working? Uh, yeah. We'll go through, I want to talk about, um, what I already see that's working, some areas of opportunity. And then sure. if I was boss of the world, one thing that I would just make you do. But All right, um, in my if in my world, like when I look at podcasts and I see what's working and, and I'm helping podcasters and things that help, um, when there's a podcast that's, I feel fully healthy and rounded, there are really the four P's to that kind of preeminence. Number one is knowing your purpose. Uh, as a marketer, I'm sure you can understand that because that's probably one of the first conversations you have with clients. It's like, why are you doing this? Like you can make money doing a million things. Why is this important to you? Number two is know your people. Really dial in on the audience messaging um, because you know if we're talking to everybody, we're really talking to nobody. So we really yep. have to understand what the promise is. And we're competing for time. Ultimately, we're asking a person to, you know, take the 2 million podcasts and pick ours. And so understanding what it is that they get out of it, like what's in it for them. Uh, Number three is optimize the promotion of your show. So taking what, like you're doing so much to promote it. So it's like, how can you optimize it and not do a lot more effort and get more results? Mm -hmm. And then finally, earn proceeds or profit so that it's sustainable. You can be delegating. And um, because after a while, if if there's ever a time when things need to be cut, um, we don't want podcasting to be yeah, the one that gets cut. For sure. <laughs> so, um, so you said at the beginning that uh, what you wanted out of your show is to help others find the courage, strength, and confidence to start and run their own business. You've mm-hmm. got a heavy lean into agency on that. So I think that you're extremely strong at branding. Your brand is beautiful. Uh, you are, you clearly know marketing because again, I went to your homepage. I knew exactly 
what your transformation promise is to your audience just from above the fold. So mm-hmm. I was in love with that from the beginning. Thank you. you have a clear vision. I loved what you were saying about why you started your show. Um, I actually usually don't buy your answer right away. Like people are always like, oh, I want to help people. Like I almost, yeah. like if you're listening to the show and you're thinking about coming on, if you say I want to help people, I will drill down on that because yeah. we all want to, like we wouldn't be doing it probably if we want to help people, but still three out of five quit, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, how can we be the ones who you're not going to help anyone if your show's not on me? I mean, there are other ways to help, but if you want a podcast to do it, yeah. then we need other things besides helping people. And I loved your vision. I just bought it right away. Um, you have a, again, clear message and you're a great interviewer. I think, um, you know, when we're talking about format, I've studied a lot of formats over the last year and, uh, you know, after interviewing a lot of podcasters, I was interviewing one gal and she's, uh, she worked on the Hollywood red carpet and she helps produce all these shows. And so when I first started next step nation, she was one of my first 12, I had 12 in the can before I started. And, she actually influenced the the format of our show. And Mm. I always say like, look at what TV puts billions of dollars into when it comes to formatting. And if we can just glean a little bit, it's kind of like when we're buying ads, right? Like if Zillow puts a million dollars into this title, maybe our title should look similar to that, you know? So again, it's kind of drafting after what's already working. Um, And I think when you you, so usually when I'm listening to a show, I'm always thinking a format. Um, you know, I always, I'm looking for the audience promise at the beginning. So what's my transformation? Do I know who the audience is for? Is this for me? Uh, and then do I think that it's worth my time? Will I be transformed in a way that I care about right now to, while I'm putting my makeup on, be willing to listen, you know, take that 20 minutes of gold and give it to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but you, like yours, I was so much less critical of because you're such a good interviewer. So the flow is really nice. Um, So you get a lot more room creatively, I think, than most would. So that's that's all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, some areas of opportunity. Number one, I would just say, get really clear on who your audience is. I understand that, like, this is a podcast, so it's kind of like, you know, I've done 30 episodes. Okay. It's actually working. I would just say that it before, and you might already know it, but just really understand what their transformation is and say it right at the beginning, every time, like, um, because then they, they, they caught your title. They're like, I'm in. And then they're like, okay, so what's going to happen? You know? So just training them to know, like, this is what you can expect from our show. Does that make sense? No, for sure. I was actually going to say that I have to do a better job because like, I think in the beginning, I just jump right in. I'm like, I got such and such and here we go. Like, but mm-hmm. I know in the back, I'm like, I probably need to have a better intro and kind of say, this is what we're going to talk about. And this is what you're going to get out of it or something along those lines to kind of keep people drawn in at the beginning. So that's good, good feedback. Well, and there's two things. One is the show promise. So like, if you listen to my show over the course of time, you're going to go from here to here. Like mm-hmm. for you, I feel like if people knew that they're going to skip a whole bunch of pain and agony from making the same mistakes as other people, yeah. that's worth listening to, <laughs> you right. know? And mm-hmm. then specifically, like one of the things that the, that the gal I was talking about, um, she was saying, you know, she does like the cold open where she'll cut a piece out from the middle. That's just like awesome. And then put mm-hmm. it at the beginning, but I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I love your style. So like, however yeah. you land, I'm sure it's gonna be great, but the, the audience promise for your show. So that mm-hmm. people know, um, 
I think would be really powerful because you deliver on it. So um, I think it will be great. Uh, and then also the other side, I think you have a lot of area of opportunity is being more strategic about your guests. And it sounds like you're starting to do that already. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I never, um, almost never in the past, I never would just put it on a website and say, Hey, you can be on my show. Even now I'm on all those pages, but mm-hmm. they still have to go through my application process, yeah. which it sounds like you do. So I think that's great. Yeah. But one of the things and what really the first two shows that I did, I would call extremely successful, not because I had like a million downloads, but like the first show, I got a bunch of clients. Second show, I got a bunch of clients. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even on the air with my second show and I was getting clients just from mm-hmm. the interviews and then building relationships with people. Um, but I, I made a list of like, who's ideal, even not like there's about 5% that are my dream, like mm-hmm. what I call my rock stars. Yeah. And, and so that's like my push my comfort zone. Like, do I think I'm good enough yet? No, but I'm yeah. still going to do it, you know? Yeah. And then have the ones I, I usually have like a section that are like collaborators. Like these are the people either they're amazing at podcasting or they just provide one of my favorite services. And I just want people to understand why that matters. Um, and then but then I also have a segment that they are my potential clients. And actually that came out of Jason Swank's group. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so funny. Like if I were to get advice from that, I would just go to that group, start talking mm-hmm. about it more. But, but, but also like you were, like we talked about earlier, you can't compromise content. So that leads me to this other area of opportunity, which is um, creating a thematic map of like, what is it that, you know, if this is your audience promise, what does that look like? What are the things that we're going to cover so that I'm fulfilling that promise for them? And then you're just like, I think you're going to think of more guests than you could possibly think of and, Mm -hmm. or that you would possibly imagine that you would have been able to think of. Um, And then also while it feels like, like you're going to have to block out some time to do that. It's also invigorating because you have a vision and then you just created a path to get from like, this is where I'm at. And then this is, I'm totally going to knock it out. Like this is my promise and, and I'm going to fulfill that for them. So it also, I believe like when I do that, I feel like not only does my audience grow because your magnet becomes stronger, but also it, it feels that's the juice. Like, am I helping people? Yeah. I'm exactly helping them. Like if they listen to my show, this is what they're going to be able to do. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to get more fulfillment out of it. Having that audience promise in your pocket. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I mean, your your feedback's spot on. I think it's, um, it's good to kind of take a step back and hear it from somebody else. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, those are all things that I definitely need to do if I want to take this thing to the next level. Awesome. Well, and usually, okay, so I'm going to get to, so those were areas of opportunity. So sure. I know it's, it's always like balancing what you have time for and things like mm-hmm. that. So understanding that's not going to all happen, you know, tomorrow yep. <laughs> or no, anything. Takes time. Um, but the other, but if, but the third part of this is like, if I was boss of the world and I could mm-hmm. just make you do one thing, I usually try to make this super easy, especially for someone like you, where you're doing so many things, right. So if you could do one little tweak and then, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that changes everything but you're doing so many things well. And I feel like you have this really fancy rock star bus moving forward with it, but I just, yours is a little bit harder because I felt like if there was just one thing that you could do that I think would just transform all these other efforts that you're doing, it would be the audience promise. Like I would just formulate that and have it in every show. I just think that because you're doing everything to get them there and then you just want to keep them. You know, yeah. So that first three minutes, I would just 
I would just make sure that you know exactly why you do the first three minutes the mm -hmm. way that you do it. Um, and then just dial it in. So I actually had a couple other ideas, but I really yeah. don't even want to muddy it up. No, I just I like, like that. That's powerful. And, I, and I've been thinking about that. Do you recommend that be a pre-recorded um, thing or just uh, it's part of what I say up front before every interview? Yeah. You know, there's so many ways to do it. I'm not going to leave my answer at that. I will say there's a lot of ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with your personality. So if you were like, I love how I just start talking, mm -hmm. you could get away with that. And then I would just say that like for myself, I don't want to add another recording to the beginning. So I include my, I include my audience promise right before I give your bio. Like mm -hmm. I just say like, Hey, you're listening to this because I want you to get these painful things yeah. that other people are doing. Um, so, so like for myself, I just say it. And then I have the freedom to put a cold open or whatever I decide to do yeah. my show. I'm always testing with, so not just because I'm not even testing like, Oh, I just want all these, this audience I'm testing, like as a listener, what do I like, <laughs> you yeah. know, is this, is, is this, you want it, you know, and you're, you're probably know all this, but like you want it disruptive enough to where it catches their attention, but not so disrupted that it, it doesn't fit in mm -hmm. the medium. So, yeah. um, I would say I would listen to like your top five favorite podcasts that you would want to emulate. Mm -hmm. Like I have favorite podcasts, but I wouldn't want to be like them, but yeah. I would look at some that I really respect. I mean, if you look at someone like Joe Rogan, he just starts talking, but we're not famous. Right. So in fact, I, I totally skipped that paragraph. I, I have this whole thing like, okay, Jason, are you famous already? Because mm -hmm. my advice will be totally different. I'm not <laughs> since, since we're not famous. No. Um, but will be, we need to be a little more, um, planned out about the beginning. Mm -hmm. Personally, sure. I like, I like having some kind of sample at the beginning, but I don't think it should be more than like 20 seconds yeah. or 30 seconds. And then from there you have the option of, um, personally, the other thing that I usually go into later on is this whole idea of, you know, if someone's listening to you and you're fulfilling the audience promise at some point, they're going to want a next step. Like they're going to want to go like, what now? Like, okay, yeah. I want to start this business. What do I do? So, you know, having a call to action at the beginning, I think is also helpful. But when I say at the beginning, I don't necessarily mean the first three minutes, you know, the mm -hmm. first three minutes is to keep them, but then you have to just remember as you're composing your whole show that you're developing a tribe and mm -hmm. they're, we're kind of letting them down if we don't have some kind of call to action too. But, yeah. um, but again, I would just listen to some sure. shows that you would want to emulate and, um, because I feel like you have a style that I wouldn't want to mess with. Like, yeah. I don't know if my method would be, but I do believe that the first, you know, the first, especially minute. And then the first three minutes after mm -hmm. that, I think is just really important. No, I like that. That's good. Helpful. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Hey, um, listeners, I definitely think you should go check out Jason's agency and his podcast, Socialistics, uh, the podcast name, the website is socialistics.com. The podcast name is Socialistics Social Media Agency Stories. If you go to his website and click on podcasts, uh, you're going to find everything that you possibly need. You've got the podcast. They've got links to how to find it on your social, on your favorite platform. Although I will say when I searched it on the platform, super easy to find. So if you just look them up there, that would be amazing. And then if you want to learn about him, uh, go to Jason Yormark, his last name spelled Y-O-R-M-A-R-K.com. And we will also include the link in our um, show notes. Jason, anything else, anywhere else they can find you or anything else you'd no, like to you, add? You covered it. That's the beauty of having a, our own brand name. You just type that in and you'll find everything. So it's, it's pretty easy to find. So 
Love it. Love it. And yeah. you do have your YouTube channel. So I know sometimes yeah. I know for us, if I'm, if I'm consuming for myself, it's usually a podcast. Mm -hmm. If it's my husband and I interested in a topic, we always watch a video. So yeah. I think it's really great that you've incorporated that. Yeah. We're jumping into that. So is there anything else that I didn't ask or bring up or anything that you would like to add before we wrap? Um, you know, the only thing I would say, one of the biggest things I talk about, um, you know, I always wanted to do my own thing. And the biggest thing that I learned that prohibited me from finding success was, um, tackling your fear. You know, mm -hmm. the, 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 um, stability that I was always looking for was always right in front of me, which was controlling my own fate. And once I eliminated the fear, um, everything took off. So I think if you're ever thinking of, and that, and that can apply to really anything, especially if you're starting a podcast or starting a business, um, you know, once you can kind of get past that, that's when things will start to take off. So, you know, never think that everything has to be perfect, you know, just make progress. And, and um, once you can kind of get past the fear of the unknown, that's when you're going to find most of your success. And it literally was like a light bulb for me once I, and for every, that, it's different for everybody when they can do that. Like I was 44, 43 when I finally figured that out. So there's plenty of people that hopefully figure that out sooner than I did, but uh, I'm just, I'm just, fortunate to have eventually figured that out and, and, uh, I haven't looked back since. Hey, I love that. You know what? There's a name for that too. It's called an encore entrepreneur. It's oh, my new okay. favorite word. All right. <laughs> yes, I do like I, that. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, and, and even just one thing I say a lot is do it and the feeling will follow mm -hmm. because if we, you know, to be brave, you have to do something that doesn't feel like you want to do it. Like for me, sometimes it's like every inch of my being is like, no, you know, yeah. but you just know in your head, like that's what you have to do. And to do it, I think your words are just really, um, spot on when it comes to that. So I appreciate yeah, that so much. Of course. Jason. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. And thanks for coming too. I loved having you on the show. Absolutely. I really enjoyed myself. Great conversation. Um, and really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for listening. I hope that you were able to get some nuggets, at least one that you can, that resonates with you and your show and what you're trying to do with it. You know, don't be average, be brave, take action and make magic happen. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting. I don't